When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiya, it's Libby Stubbs here from the Millwall Lionesses. I just want to say a massive thank you to Acton Millwall and all their listeners for their support this season. You're listening to Acton Millwall. Broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Except no substitutes. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, listener. Whenever you're listening to it, thank you for joining us again on Actung Lionesses, your number one location, your number one service for all news, gossip and insight Lionesses. I am your host, Ryan Loftus, and with me, as always, is Michael Avery. Although my Zoom is telling me it's uh, it's not Michael Avery, but you're, you're better half. Indeed. Um, unfortunately, admin's never been my strongest of points, Ryan, as you are aware. Um, and I'd like to uh, welcome you back to the world of audio files because we had a little bit of a journey into, uh, into YouTube last week. And speaking on behalf of those um, who, like myself, have faces for radio, I'm very glad to be back. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Michael, I thought the uh, the makeup was a bit too far for YouTube, but you know, I think I, I commend you for going out there. You know, it's uh, it was better than the 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 old Cyberman towel that you had last time we ventured into YouTube. But we got to thank Harry for having us on his Lionesses TV, and we'll, we are back on the world of audio channel. Nick is back from his his day off, and he can do the editing for us. We've got a special episode this week with two guests. First up is Lioness's player, Kira Wells. Kira, thanks so much for, for coming on. How are you doing this evening? Uh, I was doing good, but you said my second name wrong, so... Oh, really? <laughs> how do you pronounce your second name? Wheels or Wells? Yeah, like Wheels on the bus. Like Wheels? Okay, I'll, I'll redo that. I, I thought it was Wells the whole time. Okay, no, I said okay. name right as well. <laughs> All right, I'll this, is, this is where we need the undertune of like Wheels on the bus or something like that. So uh, as, as that was the example given. Okay, right. Yes. Well, well, I'll re I'll reintroduce you, and we'll go from Thanks. there. Thanks. <laughs> so. uh, actually, do you mind if I introduce her? Oh, oh no. Go on there, Michael. Oh, no, no so so um so this week is a, a bit of a bumper episode, listeners. So um we will start with our first guest of the evening, and she's actually given us the correct uh, correct pronunciation of her name. It's Kira Wills on the bus. Hey. <laughs> Kira, thanks for thanks for coming on. We we had a bit of a work through there to get your name right. I mean, at least you know pronunciation is one thing, but getting it completely wrong, as some of our you know somewhat reliable colleagues have done in the past. At least we were halfway there. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Brilliant. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for coming on. Always good to have an, a different voice on the pod. 
Um, we said we wanted to jump straight in really with a bit about yourself and a bit about how you got to the Lionesses. You said it might be a bit of a tricky one because you haven't been in the game long, but you know, what, what, what was your potted history with football? How did you get into playing and you know, how have you ended up at the Lionesses? Uh, well, I was a runner for about three years um, for Essex and Colchester and I started to like struggle with it. I just started to feel loads of pressure from just constantly like training really and it was just all on me. So then I joined the football team about two years ago um, and then after that season that folded. Then I went to play for East Burgo for a year and then I got um, personal training like with one-to-one with someone called Terry and then he said why don't I go to the Millwall um, trial with Emma and then I suppose I just got lucky from there really. Just to touch on that I mean you've sort of answered two two questions in one so you were saying about with, with your running and things like that how did you find it when you when you came to the Lionesses then like on trial so you know not only was you coming from um, an environment where you were before with your running and uh, maybe with all due respect to East Burkholt and maybe a smaller team. What, what was it like when you sort of first turned up at Millwall? Or what, what sort of brief was you given about the club? Um, I mean, I I didn't want to know like too much about it before because like I didn't I was a bit worried about the pressure. But like as soon as I rocked up, it was obviously such a different atmosphere. Like obviously the Astro for one thing. Um that just was amazing to think that I could be playing on that. And then, I don't know, I just I lost all feeling of like pressure and being worried. And I just was just really excited and just really wanted to make sure I got in the team from the trial. Mm. I think that's that's really interesting, to be fair. I think it's it's always good to, you know, we've talked to a lot of your teammates and there's, I, I, I think I like, and I think a lot of the listeners like hearing about how you all kind of come from different backgrounds especially at different footballing backgrounds and end up at you know playing for a club that you know the listeners support and that, that we all love and you know it's interesting to hear about that that solo pressure from you know your days of running but something that obviously not really knowing you until you've got to Lionesses now you are quite a lively member of the squad quite friendly obviously but always been friendly with us doing the media stuff um seem to get on with your teammates and your coaches really well how much you prefer that team environment how much better is it you know than than maybe your running days i like literally it's so ideal i like the idea like if you mess up in football you've got everyone else to like stop you dropping your head whereas in running if you if you mess up it's just all on you like do you know what i mean there's no one else there to really boost you up because you can't you can't come back from it whereas in football if you mess up you've got another opportunity to like develop from that and to learn from it and especially with playing with older players because I'm not I'm not one of the oldest in the squad like whatsoever it's just it's playing alongside them it it's really helps do you know what I mean like it just shows you where you want to be by the time you're there those who know me and listen to the pod regular know that I'm um I'm a long distance runner myself so I, I, I know exactly what you mean when you say you're you're sort of by yourself aren't you when, when you are running and that's why football's so good it's this it's this team game so We've it's it's been a good start to the season so far, hasn't it, Kira? I mean, we've in in the league especially we've had uh, two wins, a draw, and a defeat. We're currently sitting top of the tree, albeit you know we played a game more, but that puts pressure on those around us to sort of keep up with our momentum slightly, um, because obviously they they may not win those games that they've got in hand. How do you think the season's going? Um, firstly, for you as a player um, in your debut season, and also as the team overall. 
Um, I think we we started off the season quite strong, obviously full of energy. Then obviously like a load of problems with injuries come and like, you can tell that definitely took toll on the squad. Like we we just I don't know, we almost relied on people and I think without them there we've kind of learned that actually we we need to stop relying on each like on each other as individuals and start relying on each other as a team. And I think that definitely showed on Sunday when we won. We it's kind of just clicked and I think from now on if we just continue playing how we've been playing, we should win the league like easily. Brilliant. It's really good to hear that that sort of confidence. Like you say, there was a lot of injuries and a lot of um, you know, rotation and obviously the game KT had to had to play. So it's been not necessarily the smoothest of starts to the season. But um No. I'd say you're playing quite solid though, considering Yeah, oh definitely. I think the performances have been, you know, especially we, we talked on last week's episode that the performances are like consistently improving as well. And that accumulated definitely. in um the win last week. The one thing I've noticed from you, Kira, and I don't know if you can shed a bit of light on this, that you you do seem to just love being on the pitch. And, I, you know, I don't know if it's uh, your kind of your relatively recent coming into football, but I, I do notice how you sometimes throw a, a bit of a jokey sulk when, when Katie makes a change and you have to come off, <laughs> you know, especially after your goal against Eastberg Hole, which I'm sure you would have enjoyed. Um, oh, I was fuming. Honestly, I was fuming when Katie took me off um, <laughs> after that goal. I was absolutely on top form and then she took me off. But fair play to her. She wanted me to recover to play wing-back position in the second half instead of the striker. Um, but everyone's got to get their minutes in. Do you know what I mean? We're all fighting to play and to stay on. So to come off to play another position, I think, was obviously Katie's decision. But I... I hate sitting on the bench because I feel useless. Like, I feel like you, when you're on the bench, you acknowledge the parts of the game that are weaker. And then when you go on, you want to make sure that you improve them. And yeah. for me as a player, I just get frustrated because I just want to be on the pitch and run around. Yeah. No, exactly. And, and it, it, is, it is tricky, isn't it, sitting on the bench? And, you know, we, we've got, we have got a good squad this season. So, Katie's mentioned a number of times about complacency. And, and as you say there, you've got a player of your quality who's on the bench. Um, that obviously pushes the 11 who are playing because they look over and they've got someone who's scored some great goals and put in some good performances who's chomping at the bit to get back on. Um, you said you played for East Burgle, uh last season um, and previously. And I'm just wondering, has, has the standard of the league uh, surprised you um, that you're playing in at the moment? And and we, I know we always repeatedly sound like a broken record when we say a bigger club, Millwall, whatever, but do you, do you see more from the opposition because they're playing a big team like Millwall? What do you mean? In, in the sense, do, do you... A, a lot of players have said, um, you know, like how they, they feel or they seem, they seem to raise their game when they play against us. Do you sort of notice that or do you feel there's that responsibility and, and that the standard of the, the league is a lot higher than you thought it would be? Um, I feel like... I feel like people, they know what Millwall are capable of. And I think so far... We've, we haven't been able to show it, but that's because of individual issues through the team of injury. And I feel like our name just scares people and like, so it should, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So I just feel like you can definitely tell that people are more motivated to win a game because they know who we are. Really? People, do, they tend to put out their best squad, like you can tell that as well. Yeah, definitely. I think you've come up against some some really strong sides and I think you've, you can see as well from... 
um, the reactions of the teams you play. Obviously, like Hudson's reaction, I think, after that kind of late win, and even East Bergholt's reaction getting the draw, I think you can tell from their reactions how big a result they know that is. You yourself popped up with a couple of goals this season. Um, One absolutely cracking long-range effort on the opening day against Stevenage that I know Harry definitely waxed lyrical about on the pod. And obviously one, you know, week before last against your old side East Bergholt, finishing from a a really good Millie Connell free kick. How much have you enjoyed getting on the score sheet? And, you know, when you talked about maybe playing a variety of positions, playing up front, playing at the wing back, you know, where, where do you like to play the most? I don't actually play striker. So my my aim isn't to get on the score sheet every week. And, like, I'm not going for, like, anything like that. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't play striker. But I'll, I, I do enjoy it, I suppose. But my favourite position is right wing. So in our new formation of, what is it, 5-2-3? Is that right? I guess so, yeah. Five, two, three. Yeah, 5-2-3. Um, that obviously it cuts away the wing back position because I don't I don't play wing back either. I just I just like playing right wing and to cross balls in or run them if I can. So for me, it lets me use my speed. I'd say my speed is one of my strongest like aspects of a game. I doubt we'll come off against anyone in the league that's like super challenging on on me. So I kind of find it fun to play on the wing the most mm. because I find the striker you it's either can be boring because you're waiting for the game. Whereas if you're sure. playing on the wing, you can bring the game and then take a shot if you can, do you know what I mean? That's, that's a really interesting way of looking into it because, you know, traditionally, strikers have always been the ones who, like in the men's game, have won the Ballon d'Or or, um, you know, get the most attention or even um, even at the moment, uh, me and my, who's at, um, who's at Arsenal is getting a lot of the plaudits in the women's game at the moment for the amount of goals she's scoring. So it's interesting to say that you know, you actually don't massively like playing up front too much because of a because it, it can be a bit of a, a bit of a drag if it's not going your way. Um, we've touched on the East Burkholt goal, but we've got to mention the one against Stevenage. So you know, which, which one was better, Kira? End of the day, which was which was the better goal for you? Um, I would say the Stevenage one was so unexpected because obviously I, I just tackled a girl from the halfway line. I turned, I took two touches, and then all I could hear was, I think it must have been Nick, just shout, shoot. But I couldn't, like, you know when you're not consciously aware that you can hear someone shouting it, but then you just kind of think about it. So I just remember looking down, I took a touch of the outside of my boot, looked at the goal, and I just whacked it. And it just flew into the corner, and it was probably the best goal I've ever scored because it couldn't have been any more accurate if I tried. And also you don't have to share the glory with Millie who provided the cross for the last one. <laughs> yeah, literally. That was a good volley though from me, I won't lie, because I was not expecting to get that because I'm not exactly the tallest of players, am I? <laughs> no, you did take it very, very well, to be fair. Um, well, just uh, We've now got to unfortunately do the, uh, the section that basically all, all of our new guests have to go on or go through, should I say, um, and that is the infamous teammate section. The teammate section. The teammate section. Okay, go on. Have you heard this before? Have you been briefed? Yeah, I got told to be got careful. got told who to say, yeah? No, I got um, told to be careful. Oh, right, okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> well, we, we, can I say. we can always edit. 
Um, so we will start um, as usual with the following question. So who's the biggest joker in the squad? Me, obviously. obviously. No, I'm joking. Um, well, I think we all have our moments. Like every now and then someone will crack a funny joke. Yeah. Probably the most... Um, I don't know. Everyone's funny for different reasons. Like if someone's gonna, if someone was to roast Katie, it would be probably Shannon. If someone was to make a joke that would make everyone laugh, it would be Molly. And then right. every now and then, Sean throws something out the window that is absolutely hilarious. Brilliant. So Sean, so Sean comes up on the outside. So who, who's the most intelligent? Um, definitely not Molly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most intelligent? Mm, that's such a good question because we're all actually really stupid. So I've no one. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's our first. I can't name anyone because we're all stupid. Yeah, default no answer is default answer is either the gaffer or Lib or Libby. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe. Oh. The media team, Kira. Let's stick with the media team. Moving on. No, I'm just, I'm, no, I need to think of someone. I've got to think of someone. Let me, I'm just going through everyone in my head. I'll say Larissa, because she's a PE teacher. All right, there we are. There we are. And, she's, and she does good art as well. If yeah, have you seen her, her art Instagram. page? Her yeah, art is very, very good. Um, I was looking at her earlier. That's no, excellent. Who's, um, who would you say is the biggest moaner? Carly. So Charlie, Charlie Casey? Yeah. Charlie. She's had a couple <laughs> of those already, and considering she's sort of new to the first team squad, that's... It's not the best place to be, is it? Who's the hardest working? Oh, for um, for Charlie, by the way, it's because she does it because everything always goes wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's the hardest working? In what way? Football. Just yeah, just who who puts the best drills in at training? Oh, Danny. Uh, Danny uh, Carrera, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, and finally, yeah. who's the big sister of the group? Big sister. Um, who looks after you? Who looks after me? No, not you as a person, as a squad. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. Should I think we all look the... after we all look after each other. I'd say, right, okay. but if I'm going to say someone, it'd have to be Alex. Alex, yeah, it's great. It's great yeah. to hear Alex being the big sister of the group. That is lovely. He'll he'll enjoy. <laughs> Alex, 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 he does Alex though. He actually the, does. The, the, the Alexander, the male. Um, Alex is the big sister of the group. One for uh, yeah. Them. Brilliant, <laughs> fantastic, awesome. Well, well done, Kira. They are, you know, Michael does like to uh, stir the pot a bit with those questions, but you've given us some really good answers. Always good to get some different answers. We just want to oh, look yeah. now at the um, the the game last week. Obviously, four one win against Stevenage Development. That's home and away victories now. Puts Linus as top of the table, as Michael was saying. How satisfying and how pleasing was was that win you know what no one even smiled because I think everyone was just a bit like finally that's what we deserve so everyone was just really quiet no one really showed it yeah. I don't, you know what I mean everyone was just trying not to show it but then as soon as everyone got back the group chat went off and everyone was absolutely buzzing like it was so deserved we played so well like we played together the new formation we all took to it so well like that was a surprise because uh, in the first half even I thought I was a bit nervous about the new formation because it seemed like there was going to be no one in the middle like obviously two people but it just worked do you know what I mean and I think as a team we took it on together really well yeah, that, that subtle tweak of going to three up top 
you know, with the wings rather than rather than two up top with that narrow midfield really seemed to work, didn't it? With um, it did work because Abby's such a central player. She's so used to being up top by herself that mm. when someone else is playing alongside her, sometimes it can be a bit difficult because. Like you've got you've got to share it. Whereas when there's only one up the top in the middle, and there's obviously me, me, Shannon, or Molly up top on the wings, it just I don't know it just works. Yeah, and it definitely like it just works. the squad definitely have the the players for it as well. Like I said, you know, you utilising your pace, and that's a Shannon and Molly up there who can really kind of pull defences apart, and then just that just creates space for for Abby, who you know is just so clinical in front of goals. Right, well, there's no game this weekend, so you've got a, a well-deserved break this week. I don't think Katie's letting us rest. No, hard work <laughs> on the training pitch, is it? I think so. Fantastic. Well, that's good to hear. Well, Kira, we're going to wrap up now. We've got Harry's report from Sunday's win, which we can hear now. But first of all, Kira, thank you so much for, for coming on. And giving us a bit of insight into the Lionesses. It's been fantastic having you on. Thank you. No problem. And we'll be back <laughs> after Harry's Match Day Report. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, Milbal. So, hello and welcome back to Actong Millwall's famous roving reporter, Harry Warren, here at the Millwall Academy today, where the Lionesses will be playing their home league fixture behind closed doors against um, Stevenage Development side, a team that we already beat away, that you, if you've been following the Lionesses on these pods, will know. 3 1 earlier on in the season with goals from Kira Wills and Abby Dell. Um, don't have a starting lineup as yet. Ryan Loftus isn't here, which is why you've got me. And no Michael Avery this week either. I am home and away, come rain or shine, all the time, etc. etc. Go home back now with some team news. So today the Millwall Lionesses side will be Millie Carter in goal with Charlotte Casey, Lois Smith and Lily Davis in the back three. With Fitzpatrick of obviously Sean Fitzpatrick at left back and 
Right back will be Millie Connell, two holding midfielders of Alyssa Miranda and Libby Stubbs, and a front three of Shannon Drew on the left, Abby Dell on the centre forward role, and right mid well, right winger Molly Hawkins. It is the Railway Revolution coming to the Lionesses, ladies and gentlemen. The subs are uh, Larissa Miller, Kira Wells, Kelly Webster, Katie Jeffries, and Danielle Colorado. So half time here from the Blackheath Rugby Club. The Lionesses are winning 3-0. They have played very well um, in the first half. There's been goals from Shannon Drew, Abby Dell, and and an Abby, Abby goal as well. So Abby Dell's got two again. This one, the reason I was confused is Libby had a shot, which was deflected in by Abby. But, um, yeah, they've been really well. They've played really well. They... Um, Defensively, they look a lot more solid. I'll be honest, Stevenage devs haven't been the best, but you can only beat the opposition that's in front of you, and they're doing that. They've managed to get to half time. It's their first clean sheet of the season so far at half time. They haven't even got to half time so far this season with a clean sheet, and they've managed to do that. So the small incremental improvements that we've been talking about are definitely coming to pass. So I'll be back at full time with the result and obviously manager and player interviews. Full time from Blackheath Rugby Cup, Millwall Academy. Um, Lionesses win 4-1. Uh, goal they gave away at the start of the second half, made 3-1. But they scored again with uh, Abidel Hattrick. Shannon Drew with one. And we'll be back in a second with conversations with the management team and the player that I will be given. Who, we, who do we vote for player of the match for my three panellists, Lucas Ball and Charlie Warren? Man of the match or woman of the match? Player of the match, that's the correct term. Who are we going for? What are we doing, Abby? Abby, a hat trick? Uh, I suppose. Abby's. Abby, really, uh, Abby Dell, isn't it? Uh, obviously. Hat trick. What am I talking about? But I thought there was good performances in there from a number of girls today. Um, Defence looks a lot better in this formation. Good to have Sean back and Millie Connell again impressed at that right wing back role. Uh, so, joint here with Mill Lionesses manager Katie Whitmore after a convincing 4 1 win today. Katie, you must be absolutely over the moon by your performance by your girls today. Yeah, buzzing. You know, we tried a new formation which clearly worked for us today. Um, it's a good result. Obviously, we've had a, a little bit of a tough season with our results so far, but it just shows that the girls have been working hard in training and being able to implement it within a game. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a very happy manager today. I thought um, there was a number of girls who sh- stood out today. Abby got a hat-trick again, um, but I think Shannon was, was brilliant in the first half and also Millie Connell played really well in that new role. It's nice to have Sean back. There was just positives throughout the side, which must be nice for a change. Yeah, you know, for me, we can talk about individual performances, but that performance out there just showed me that how they all have been able to play as within their units and, and within the squad or, or within the team on, on the pitch, really. Yeah, OK, they've got their individual challenges, which they know what they need to do, but overall they attacked as a team and they defended as a team. And, you know, as a manager, that performance there, you can't ask for much more. Yeah, OK, they're, in every game, like I say, every week, there's stuff that we need to work on and we will work on in training, but overall... We were creating fantastic opportunities and we were today taking those opportunities, so it worked for us. Yeah, I think it was a improvement from last week where probably the only thing that was missing was a few finishes in the 1-1 draw with Bergholt and 
again, as you, as you just mentioned, I think we've put five or six chances together and we've scored four out of six. You can't ask for more from your, from your front three today. No, no. You know, we went into today with a new formation that the, I hadn't ever really discussed with the girls. Um, our newly appointed um, assistant manager, Alex, along with Nick, had discussed that formation. So hats off to, to them for, for the idea. And it worked for us. And I think, you know, that moving forward, it just shows that the girls are able to adapt. They heard about it literally just before we went on the pitch and, and it worked and it gave the three up top the opportunity to, to get on the end of those chances. Thank you, Katie. Cheers. Achtung, Milwald. Thank you as ever to Harry Warren for putting in his effort getting us the uh, the insight from Sunday's win and to give us a bit more insight and to touch on some changes behind the scenes of Lionesses is the big sister of the group, Alex Russell. Alex, thanks for joining us. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Even in chats and, and to all listeners. Um, thanks for having me on. But yeah, I'm all well. Hope you're well. Yeah, we're all right. I think, um, you know, you won't have heard this yet because obviously you're, you're in the record, but Kira has just nominated you as the big sister of the group. So... It's nice to see that you're being appreciated by players and, you know, being appreciated by staff as well in other ways because you've you've taken a step up with the Lionesses, haven't you, onto the coaching team. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? We'll go straight in and, you know, see how that how that change has come about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, Kira, uh, it's 1-0 to you. I'll get you back. Um, but, yeah, no, the step up is... It sort of just naturally made sense, you know. I was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, to someone else recently that, you know, rather than getting somebody brand new in who's got to build a rapport with the players and with the staff, um, getting somebody that's already at every training session already and is already at every match, home and away, um, you know, relationships already built with the players and the staff. So, you know, got seasons of knowledge of the last season's players and, and the new ones that have come in. You know, we've all had time to sort of see how they're progressing and how they're, they're gelling. But, you know, it just made made sense to just come about and just an extra pair of eyes and hands at training and, and Katie you know asked me to step on board and it, it was a it was a no-brainer yeah it's been something that's not necessarily been in the pipeline for a while but obviously you've done your your badges you know a little while ago and like you mentioned you've, you've been with the Lionesses for you know a good while now obviously in the media team then stepping up last season to play a, um, play a liaison role in this season like constantly taking on more and more responsibility. And it's easy to see that that rapport and that relationship you have with not just the girls who were there last season, but the girls who are have come in this season. You can you can tell kind of what what a character you are to have around the around the squad. They all seem to like it for, for one reason or another, you know. I mean, we can't we can't say why that might be. Some of us uh you know, we we all get on with you well enough. It, it makes sure it makes sense that they all do too. But how how much are you looking forward to taking on that extra responsibility now? It seems to be something you've relished in the past. Oh, absolutely. I mean, pressure is something that I'll forever the back of. I know a few of us at the media team do. And, you know, it's, it's not not necessarily that we was playing badly, but, you know, the first few results maybe didn't go in the way we'd like to. So, you know, to come in and, and almost get off with a, an instant impact, is, I'm, you know, I'm buzzing for the girls and, and for the management team. But it's something that, you know, only one team go up. So... It's a pressure that I'm going to have to learn to get on with. <laughs> but no, definitely looking forward to sort of stepping up and progressing, not only the team, but also myself as a coach, you know. So I'm only young, so I've got a long journey ahead of me, as, as Michael's probably experienced. Thanks. Um, make me feel <laughs> Um No, I was just going to say, funny thing you say about your coaching, just to touch back on that. And I know um, 
you know, between us over the years, because I've known you on a personal level for quite a while now, Alex, and, um, and you know, we, we, we've laughed and joked around, but you do, you do take your coaching so seriously. And, you know, there's, there's some that could have looked at the appointment and I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. And that's cool. As it is. Some people could have gone, Oh, why is a member of the media team and a player liaison there in this, this high position working with the likes of Nick and Katie and Greg. Um, but, you're, you're 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 young, yes, but you're not inexperienced in the world of coaching. As we said, you've got a couple of coaching badges. You're working towards another at the moment. You manage your own team on a Saturday, who's actually won a promotion um, a number of times as well. Um, and and you're looking at actually, you know, in the future, getting more FA coaching badges and and um, eventually your UA for badges when when the time comes. So just do you, do you want to give us a bit of a touch on on your managerial and coaching positions before or elsewhere? Yeah, certainly. I mean, as you said, I've got a Saturday side in, in uh, South Bank Cuarco playing Southern Amateur League. So it's, it's probably the highest level of amateur football you can play at. Um, so I came into part, I was actually vice captain is how it began um, two, three seasons ago. And the captain left before pre-season even began. So I just... You know, it wasn't something I prepared for or even really wanted to get into. But then as soon as I was exposed to it, you know, I, I loved it. We went up that season, having only lost two games. Um, we finished second place and I thought, this is, I'm enjoying this. But I was completely, I wasn't qualified at the, at the time. So I went off, you know, on a whim of my own back to go and get my, my level one and my first aid and, you know, talent spotting and whatever, basically, I could get a hold of. And um, I haven't looked back, really. So... You know, certainly that's that's the only experience really that I've had hands on with. But you know, the, my knowledge of the game, I've loved football all my life. You know, watching it and I'm watching it adapt. Certainly in the last sort of ten, fifteen years, I'm sure you'd agree it's, it's it's definitely changed. But the coaching at the moment, you know, just, just even things like a modern day fullback and, and just there's so much detail and, and I love sort of paying attention to detail and, and learning and and growing. No, no, exactly, and. And yeah, we, we've spoke about it before about how you said the games, how the game is changing, and and it and it has changed massively. So the fact that you've been able to sort of keep up and and have your expertise um, sort of growing and expanding is a real testament to you as a as a person, but also as as part of the management team. So what do you think you'll actually bring to the management team? You know, last season we did things a certain way. This year, Katie's coming in to do something slightly different. And, um, you know, now we've got the support of Nick and Greg and now yourself. So what what individual difference do you think you'll bring? Well, I mean, it's, I'm not too sure about the other sort of management staff. I'm not sure if they do still play, but obviously I'm playing every week. So I'm sort of exposed to the new rules coming in, for example. You know, like in the Lionesses League, we've got Simbin. Um, also, you've got, the, you know, playing out from the back now. So like goal kicks, for example, I know how on a match day, how you can use that to your advantage um, in terms of taking the goal kick and your player can still be in the area. Just just little things like that, you know, got got that experience. I feel like I can sort of bond with the players in the sense that I know how it how it feels out there on the pitch. Um, Katie obviously can say that, but I'm, I think I've, you know, been playing on a more regular basis over the last few years or so. Um, but also just the fact that I'm going through my badges now, as opposed to 10, 15 years ago, means that, I, you know, I think it's, it's all relatively fresh in, in my mind. Um, I'm always coming up with, with new ideas. And because I'm at the start of my coaching journey, as opposed to the middle or the end of it, you know, I'm, I'm striving to be the best that I can be, certainly. And, and you know, that's looking at all different avenues of, of how to play and plan Bs, etc. So, 
yeah, no, definitely. I think it's it's one of those things that um, I'm always going to look to be the best that I can be. So offering that to any coaching team is, um, you know, something money can't buy. Yeah. We, I mean, we've often touched on the difference between, obviously, Lionesses in this league and, you know, some of the teams they play without doing them a disservice. You know, the the infrastructure behind the club, let's say, there's a bit more backing there from the, the community trust. If you even if you look at simple things like you know the the number of staff now on a match day, obviously you're going to be working alongside well underneath Katie, but alongside Nick Farrell and and Greg as well, the other the, the goalkeeping and, and player coach. It's it's quite a big coaching unit, you know, for for a team at this level. How how much are you looking forward to working with them? You know, it's it's a nice mix of Nick who has different sorts of experiences in the women's game and the men's game and youth development. Katie, who has experience of um, women's soccer in the US and as well as women's soccer in the UK or women's football in the UK. But And then Greg as well, who's you know a really highly qualified coach with a lot of experience at some top-level clubs. How is it going to be, you know, hoping to learn from them and, and coach with them? How good is that opportunity? Yeah, like I say, it's, 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 un, it's unbelievable, really. I mean, I, I always say, Pardon the cliche, cringy quote, but I always say that your network is your net worth, and and who you know is probably gets you further than what you know sometimes. So you know, just bouncing off of each other with ideas, both Katie, Nick, and also Greg, like you say, he, he gets hands on the training as well. But just bouncing off each other, offering ideas, you know, they're not always going to be right. You're not always going to. I'm not going to always have the the answers or the solutions, but you put something forward, and it will always prompt someone to to bounce back with a maybe we'll try this or yeah, I think that will work. So having more people there is beneficial to all of us let alone you know the, the team itself because if we're all coming up with really in-depth and thought about ideas and tactics then at the end of the day it's the girls that are going to prosper on the pitch with uh, the fact that you know like you're saying against we do a bit of a disservice to the rest of the league but we, we train twice twice a week um, so backing from the MCT that I don't think any other team in the league trains twice a week and we've got fantastic facilities so you know it's for us to progress as coaches, but also to progress the side itself is, is you know, you can't ask much more, really. Yeah. And as um, as the statement said when we put it out, um, you're also keeping your other your other roles as well. And and as as I mentioned to someone the other day, it's, it's we we all have our own individual roles, but we're all jumping into other bits to help each other out from time to time, as you know. Um, Alex, we won't go into too much detail massively behind the scenes, but uh, you, Tom, and I obviously do, um, and you even more publicly do a lot more than just media work. But how do you, how do you think you juggle juggle the sort of what is now three roles or three official roles that you've got of the media uh, member of the media team, player liaison, and also uh, also assistant manager. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that last season was pretty. Um... But I'd say I was probably doing as much, if not more, last season, to be honest. I think with regards to this season, we've, we've got a fantastic committee that have been set up and and there are people in specific roles to carry out specific duties. And I think that helps everybody and, and sort of takes some of the weight off of our shoulders, you know, both myself, but also us as a media team as well. I think between you, Tom and I, we, we balance what needs to be done and, and we get we have deadlines that get met. Um, but I think we're really good at sort of communicating and communication is, is the key really in terms of if we've got a deadline for a preview to get out or a match report to get out or, you know, articles that you, you carry out throughout the week with players. I think that side of things is probably easier than it ever has been, if I'm honest. 
Um, in terms of the assistant manager duties, it's not it's not too much more in terms of all, I'm always trying to learn and plan. It just becomes a little bit more specific and tailored to a site as opposed to being generalised. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much stress or, or difficulty. And I think it's something that I'll relish and take on board. But like I say, I think everybody stepped up, if I'm honest. Yeah. You say that now, we're only one game in. Yeah, we go. <laughs> there we go. One this... game into my reign, but you know we're we're four into the season. That's, that's a third of our season done. So you know it's, it, the assistant manager role has only just come into that. But you know I was, I was always learning and always looking towards bettering myself. Mm. And you know we've touched on a couple of times now the, the the personal steps that you've taken at the Lioness is obviously stepping up at your your Saturday team as well. What are your you know your aspirations now? Obviously seem to have always, like you say, have that passion for football, kind of come into this managerial and coaching role, not this specific one, but maybe that world, half by accident, but half, you know, with an ambition. What what do you think your your long-term aspirations are, both with the Lionesses and maybe further on from that? Well, I mean, the sky's the limit, really. With the Lionesses, I don't think the plan overall has changed. You know, we're looking at sort of National League in the next sort of two to four years, I think is what we've been, you know, we're all singing from the same hymn sheet on that. Um, but I think, you know, certainly there's a great foundation that we can build on at the Lionesses and there's no reason really to look look anywhere else. So we're just looking to pick up as many results as possible. But fundamentally, it's all about player progression and we've got a very young squad. So, you know, if we can develop even half of these players as far as I believe their potential can take them, then that's something that, you know, we're, we're going to set a fair few girls up for life, really, in terms of their playing careers. And that's, that's the end goal, really. I mean, as long as we're playing good football and enjoying it. The results, the results will come as a byproduct. But no, certainly, I think as far as I can go, I'd like to think in terms of coaching years, I've probably got the next sort of forty years ahead of me, really. But um, <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no end to where I, I want to go, really. Brilliant. It depends how stressful you find it, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> just to, um, just, just, just sort of before we we wrap up, um, you, you said about the game and the results coming in. There's no real better way to start your sort of co-assistant managerial role and with a 4-1 win um, against them. Um, I mean, it's, it's so interesting, this league, isn't it, Alex? I mean, we've experienced it for a couple of years now, but there's times when the table can give a false position and Stevenage certainly aren't a team who should be bottom of the bottom of the table. So a 4-1 victory against a side like Stevenage, it's, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Give us a, give us a, your insight into what you, how you think the game went. Yeah, I mean, like you say, with regards to results, last season, not to you know, discredit any other team. I think Stevenage are probably our hardest game, to be honest. Um, so, to, you know, I've already done the double over them four games into the season. These It's unbelievable and it's a testament to the management and the, and the girls themselves. Um, with regards to the game, I think it was, if you start strong, um, you kind of can kill the game off a little bit early. And we was obviously 2-0 up in the first sort of nine minutes or so. Um, I think what we'd done is we, we'd worked on a little bit more of our, our defensive shape in training, you know, the weeks prior. And I think that showed. And we did sort of switch off a little bit for, for their goal. But the second that we did, we went back out there and, and counted with one of our own and, and kept them kept the chances few and far between. So to go 3-0 up in the first half, I think it was a little bit, the change of shape definitely helped. I think we could hear from the uh, the Stevenage dugout, we, they was going, oh, are, they, are, they, are they playing a four? Are they, are they playing a three? They, they literally couldn't work it out. So to be as unpredictable as we are and have many strings to our bow, it's, you know, like I say, a testament to the to the management and the, and the players. But 
certainly going out and getting those early two goals, I think definitely set us up in good stead for the game. Fantastic. Well, Alex, thank you so much for, for joining us and best of luck ahead in, in the new role. Obviously, first taste on, on the official capacity on the touchline, shall we say. Um, started with a win. Let's hope they, they keep rolling in now and the Lionesses can get that momentum behind them to, to make that top spot their own this season. Absolutely, yeah. And um, cheeky little plug, but we've obviously announced that we've got Leighton Orient in the Cup on the 8th of November and that's our Remembrance game. Tickets have gone out on the socials, so definitely, you know, if you're a listener, if you're a fan, you're not going to get a taste of any Remembrance action at the Den. So by all means, you know, jump on over and, and grab a ticket and come down. Yeah, definitely echo that. It's... Uh, Obviously, no game this Sunday, but the following Sunday, that will be that Remembrance game. And a big occasion, like you say, you know, we've got to be saying the whole season, really, that Millwall fans who are missing going down to the den or missing supporting the team, the Lionesses are there waiting for support. You know, there's been some great numbers down there this season and it's another really good occasion to not just support the club, but support that Remembrance Day cause as well. But Alex, thank you. thank you so much for coming on. We'll let you crack on with your evening. And as, as you are our special guest, we will let you do the bye for now. Bye for now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.